Welcome to Accelerate OC, the only show focused on the people leading innovation in Orange County. Join our host, Carrie Ransom, in his conversations with the trendsetters, entrepreneurs, investors, and leaders here, because it's time to Accelerate OC. Uh, welcome to the Accelerate Show. I'm Carrie Ransom, and today's episode is sponsored by OC4 Venture Studio, which is a new tech startup company building platform and community here in Orange County. If you're looking for help with your startup or opportunities to work with the next generation of startups uh, and high growth companies, or you want to be part of that community here, you can go to oc4v.com to learn more. I am super excited to have Jeff Gardner with me today on Accelerate. Before we get to hear from Jeff, though, let me tell you a little bit about him. So he is the new president and CEO of CalAmp, which is a local company that's been here for many, many years and has always been looked at as a pioneer in the uh, IoT or Internet of Things and connecting what I would call the mobile economy, things that are often moving around and need to be uh, identified and, and tracked. He's been on their board for a little over five years. And so he knows the company really, really well. And he recently joined uh, earlier this year, really right at the beginning of COVID uh, as the CEO. And so we'll talk a little bit about that today. And you know, a little more on CalAmp, through their hardware and software, they have enabled millions of devices to be tracked and traced and managed so companies can manage their assets much more effectively such as vehicles in a fleet of vehicles that they may have. Um, one of the brands that you know, many of you will probably recognize is a brand called Lojack that you'll recognize largely because it's also a consumer brand, which has helped many people recover stolen cars and vehicles over the years. Um, they have over a million customers. They have put their devices into well over 20 million products. And so we'll talk about the history of the company, what they're really uh, undertaking today as they go through their next generation transformation. Prior to CalAmp, uh, Jeff has a tremendous amount of experience as a senior leader in companies. He was the president and CEO of a company you might also recognize called Brinks Home Security, one of the leading home security companies in the country. He was the president and CEO of a really large international communications company called Windstream for about 10 years. And he also, um, prior to that, was the CFO of Altel, which is what Windstream came out of. Um, he's been very involved in the technology industry for a long time. He's done a tremendous amount of M&A on both the buy and sell side. And so he just has a, a rich history and career. Uh, we were talking a little bit off the air. We both have some Hoosier connection. Uh, me being a, an IU guy, he went to Purdue, so I won't hold that too much against him, but many of you will recognize that rivalry, you know, similar to the UCLA-USC rivalry that we have around here. Uh, Jeff, it's great to have you on the show today. Thank you, Kerry. I'm delighted to be here. Well, let's, uh, let's get to the starting line. So I kind of gave a, a brief introduction. You know, what an amazing career that you've had from, you know, Altel to Windstream to Brinks and now CalAmp. You know, what, what has you most excited about this new adventure at this point? Well, I mean, at CalAmp, it was, it was uh, great to get into a business like this where I've been on the board for five years. So I know the board very well. 
I knew a number of the management team very well. Mm-hmm. I, I love the technology. Um, and I love this, the space that we're in. The space that we're in, we're already doing incredible things, uh, providing insights to our customers around their mobile assets in every category. It used to be just trucks and cars, but now it's everything from that to parcels to heavy equipment around the world. Um, and we're just at the very cutting edge. Today, uh, we're providing insights, uh, insights to our customers, but I, if you look at it overall, they're customers are getting about 6% of the total data that they can use to run their business. So mm. not only is it an enormous market that we're in, um, estimated to be about 62 billion in 2025, the telematics space, uh, but I think we're uniquely positioned. As you said, we've got a long history in this space, initially led by our uh, devices that are um, considered best in class, uh, that really allow our customers to not only um, provide the devices that they layer their software on top of, but also provide insights in terms of how these devices are being used around the world. Um, We're connecting them all through the cloud uh, for our customers Mm -hmm. so they have great uh, visibility. Um, And then over the next several years, that's going to change even more to more of a mesh network. So Mm -hmm. the computing is going to move from the cloud. You hear this theme a lot in Orange County and um, uh, in California technology in general, where a lot of the uh, computing is being driven to the edge. Mm-hmm. So uh, companies can get even faster insights, more insights around how they can better run their businesses. So it's a really exciting time for us. Um, it's been a bit of a challenge to start with COVID because it did impact our business. We need to, although we're mainly a software focus today, uh, 35% of our revenue is SaaS revenue today. Okay. Um, in all cases, even when we're a pure software player with our customers, it involves a device that we have to install in a vehicle, uh, on a package, on a parcel. So um, it's been very interesting. We had to manage through that. Um, we've done a number of things around our products to be innovated with COVID, but I'm really proud of how the team is really, um, in this work from home environment, really just stepped up. And uh, we had a very good, um, strong first quarter where we beat consensus on both revenue and EBITDA. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's expected, right? When you're running a company, but to do it in these times, mm-hmm. um, I just have to give a lot of credit to the team and how hard, because it took us a while to catch our stride with this work sure. from home, we just weren't used to it. And sure. now I think we're getting uh, really effective and we've got a lot of work to do. We, our goal is to really take this COVID time, which is, um, uh, challenging for all of us to kind of emerge as a better, bigger company with, with a better strategic focus. So as you think about the history of the company, I mean, you, you talked about, you know, the, the company's focus continues to be more and more on software. Historically, probably heavy hardware device centric sort of in transition, but really the, the combination of the two is where a lot of the value you deliver. I mean, any any real breakthroughs that you've seen through this, where maybe we can't touch as many physical objects and devices as we historically have. So think through, you know, how do we transition from hardware to software to yeah. deliver some of the same? Any, any good stories that have sort of emerged yeah, in the last I, few months? I do, I do think it's it's accelerated a lot as we've talked to our customers um, during this time. We've really been trying to work with them very closely. Uh, as they're all trying to navigate through the COVID situation, it has brought up, it has brought on some innovation. We're we're trying to do more self-service with the customers, mm-hmm. more and more. 
-hmm. so they they can do their, some of their own installs. We still have a lot of work to do there, but I think that's that's where we're headed, and we've seen some innovation there. Um, in in some of our businesses, the other uh, COVID type uh, developments have been. We've got this big K through 12 uh, school bus business where we provide um, all the smart uh, vehicle capabilities to school buses that allows parents to understand when a school bus is coming into the neighborhood, when, when their kids are gonna be arriving home, when they're gonna be picked up, they can see it on an app on their phone. Well, when the school shut down at the beginning of COVID, we, we've kind of flipped it and we used, we worked with our uh, customers to turn that into a um, deliver uh, home, uh, deliver meals to the home, uh, both breakfast and lunch with, uh, in a lot of communities around the country, underprivileged kids need the school lunches right. to really help right. them be healthy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that was one great innovation. And also we rolled out a product called Bus Guardian that allowed really um, some contact uh, tracing capability for bus for kids on their bus in the event that something did happen, mm -hmm. it allows them to track um, the sanitation schedule for the buses. So when the children do come back to school, they're gonna be able feel more comfortable in the COVID environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's a great example of, of how, you know, how you've sort of taken that core platform and then built uh, other use case or other opportunities on, yeah. on top of it. I was real proud of our team because, I mean, listen, if you're in the school bus business with all this disruption, you could just be sitting around like, oh, woe is me. But instead, they kind of turned that on its head and, and were innovative and tried to help our customers solve problems. Mm -hmm. We just had a bunch of the uh, fleet managers for the school districts around the country in a virtual um, customer advisory group. And we were able to kind of problem solve and talk about what things are going to look like in the fall. Yeah, very, very interesting. I mean, it, and it's such a challenging uh, environment, I'm sure, you know, for you as a CEO of a company that you've just recently taken over and, you know, let alone a, a public company yeah. to try to plan and, and forecast in the way that your, you know, typically your, your market participants expect. Yes, absolutely. It's been interesting. Like uh, many companies, uh, we didn't provide guidance for the first um, Mm -hmm. half of the year because like everyone visibility was pretty limited but as i said i was very pleased with how the team stepped up and overachieved in the first quarter and we're we're just really fighting every day to do the best we can in a really challenging environment and uh working with our customers i think the best thing it's done i uh, you would think that your sales reps couldn't travel as much and it'd mm -hmm. be a real problem i find that we're working with our customers uh, in a very different way. And hmm. our new sales leader um, that was hired uh, right when I started as well, he and I are spending a ton of time uh, with strategic discussions with other CEOs and heads, heads of uh, chief operating officers of our customers to see how we can work together to get through this difficult time. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, great, a great time to um, really you know, invest in some of those longer term relationships to, to just get that much more embedded together. So that's, that's a great, yeah, great, great story. So you, you're relatively new here to Orange County and to, to Southern California. You know, there, there are a number of telematics companies that have been around here for uh, a while and some great successes that have, you know, exited or, or grown. You know, any reason why, as you've sort of studied it, why that is the case here? 
Well, I mean, I, I don't really know. I was struck by you. I was amazed at that, how, how big a, a, a region it is for uh, telematics in general. There's a couple of very big companies here, us included. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think it's all about the um, access to talent. I mean, a lot of our mm -hmm. business is about a, um, attracting uh, software engineers. Uh, it's a great area to do that. We've been able to get mm -hmm. uh, very, very good talent both here um, in Orange County, and we also have an office here in California in Carlsbad. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a great place to live. There's great colleges here, and uh, you know, California I think is synonymous with technology leadership. So that's been mm -hmm. really yeah, that uh, it's just always it's funny when you find those clusters like that, <laughs> and uh, so uh, you know I'm I'm not a bad curious. place to live either. I'm I'm it really not. I'm really liking the weather a lot. Yeah, well, we're happy to we're happy to have you here, and uh, yeah, this has been a this has been a good time. I mean, you know, I, I, as somebody's been here for a while, um, you know, life even under this kind of cloud of of. COVID and quarantine has been probably a little bit easier here, certainly than, you know, places in the Midwest when, when it was still winter and yes. um, you felt a little stuck inside. So um, let's go, let's go under the hood a little bit. I mentioned, you know, CalAMP's a public company. We actually don't have that many public companies here in Orange County. And, you know, you've been CEO of uh, other public companies or senior executive as well as private you know, in this day and age, sort of how do you think about the advantages, if there are any, and, and challenges of being a public company? Well, I mean, uh, there, there's pros and cons, of course, mm -hmm. but I mean, the advantages, of course, are access to capital markets. Mm -hmm. uh, that's been important to CalAMP as we've grown through acquisition over the years. It is challenging when, um, when you're undergoing a transformation. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's easy to do, easier to do those in private. Mm -hmm. Um, but we've taken another tact here. In my first couple of meetings with investors, and we, we actually have our annual shareholders meeting tomorrow. Oh, uh, good luck. So interesting. Yeah. I'll be talking mm -hmm. to all of our investors again uh, tomorrow. But I'm just trying to be very transparent, very clear about what we're doing to transform this company and set um, metrics out there so that they can follow our progress from um, a device uh, carrier to software as a service. And mm -hmm. um, I mean, we've had incredible discussions with investors over the last couple of months. Anytime in front of a shareholder meeting, there's a lot of outreach that goes on. So it's been very good. And I think um, investors have been, listen, it's been a crazy time for them as well. If you're a public company investor today, mm -hmm. a lot of volatility. Um, they're, they're having a lot of sleepless nights as well. So they've really appreciated the extra time we're all taking to um, understand their business and uh, under, help them understand our business and to provide them as much insight as we can. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I think that's a little bit challenging, especially when we're going over, going through this transformation, but it also puts, you know, the appropriate amount of pressure on us, right? When you have um, quarterly goals to hit, um, it puts a lot of discipline in the organization. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. it, it helps me in that way. What I've tried to do is, um, uh, get the team totally aligned on a set of goals. I had a about uh, I had a 90-day plan when I came in, and got the whole team focused on that 90-day plan. Um, and so it's it's really allowed us to get um, synchronized in a way that we haven't been before, and is driving a lot of um, uh, innovation around the company. And what I've noticed most in the last few days is our cadence has really accelerated. Hmm. That's with the great. work from home environment and uh, with with the new management that we brought in, we brought in um, three or four 
new leaders during this time. So it's been a very, very good thing for us. That's great. Well, and, and I think, you know, probably that, that level of transparency helps to uh, find the right group of investors where you, right. you know, you, you, you sort of share, Hey, here, here's the, we, we recognize we have to keep delivering, but that there is a, a bigger end goal here that, that, is probably going to take a little while. And, you know, and that, that's always been for me as the sort of cynic has said, you yeah. know, that, that, that's tough if yeah. you're trying to sort of deliver in the short term, but execute on a long-term vision under that microscope. Yeah. So I, I applaud you for taking it on. Yeah. So, our stock was, our stock was hit pretty hard when um, the uh, crisis started. Mm -hmm. uh, we, it's, you it's, weren't alone. Yeah. No, everybody. <laughs> We've doubled from there. We're still pretty low in our mind, mm -hmm. but a lot more to do, but we're, we're on the right track. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, you, you know, I, part, big reason, as I was, I was saying, you know, before we started, I, big reason I started the show was just to highlight, you know, amazing, innovative companies and leaders and, and entrepreneurs and others here in the area. And, you know, I feel like you are in this, uh, as you said, um, this, you know, whether you call it IoT intelligence or, um, this this combination of um, you know in more much more intelligent interconnected devices you you're right in the heart of that and I feel like we are in early early days but there's so much opportunity on the horizon how do you think about you know Calamp is almost a platform for others to innovate around is that is there an ecosystem or community opportunity for other innovators to to work with you? Yeah, I think our our business is really interesting in terms of we have customers that are very big, like Caterpillar, a big industrial mm -hmm. powerhouse in, around the world. And we also have these innovative companies, uh, we call them telematic service providers, who are smaller companies who innovate. They build software and they use our devices and our cloud mm -hmm. platform uh, as, as the uh, foundation for their products. And we help them innovate. So it's, it's kind of like an incubator kind of group where we can mm -hmm. work with them. We can go in parts and, and really to big and small customers alike and really drive some of these new changes. What, what you said is exactly right. There's, if you think about just the information that uh, we provide customers today, originally it was around where are the mobile assets at? What are the mm -hmm. temperatures? But there's so mm -hmm. much more uh, working with one of the biggest um, parcel companies in the world to help them develop smart trailers mm. that with, with camera uh, technology, with our, uh, our flagship product called Ion Suite. We have Ion Vision and Ion Tags that allows you not only to monitor um, the tractor and how full it is and, and where it's at, how it's performing, how the driver's performing. Um, it's going to provide all kinds of insight in terms of what is on the, what is on the trailer. Mm -hmm. And if it's uh, if you think about pharmaceuticals, for instance, and you put a tag on a pharmaceutical that needs to be temperature controlled, provides a lot more um, information and insight to customers. Mm -hmm. And there's just endless use cases for that. Sure. We're really trying to focus on the um, transportation and logistics area where I think we have a special expertise. Um, mm -hmm both with municipal uh, customers and um, uh, commercial customers alike. And so I think that we're one of the few companies, our, our industry is pretty fragmented, um, Carrie, in that um, there's a lot of smaller players. Mm -hmm. uh, we're one of the few big players, even though in my mind, we're not the biggest company in the world. Sure. We are big in our space. 
and we're international. We have a lot of big customers like Caterpillar and um, uh, Verizon and AT&T. So mm -hmm. we, we've got the mix of those innovative companies that are incubating with us as well as some big customers that allow us to um, weather these difficult times during COVID better. Mm -hmm. the big customers obviously having less volatility than some of our smaller partners. Mm -hmm. Well, it seems, I mean, it, it, it seems like an interesting challenge to even, you know, for you to even have to define in some respects, what business are we in? Are we a full solution provider to a big customer like a, a Caterpillar? Are we a, a platform that people can build upon yeah. like our customers or, or co-create with? Or are we a, even a platform for the, the innovation marketplace to, to build upon? And, um, so really, really interesting opportunities for you to, to build upon with what, what you have there. You know, I think that was a big challenge for the company over the years. We have so much capability and, you know, engineers will build whatever yes. we ask them to build. They love That's to do right. it. They like to they build. The project. Right. But um, my experience is successful companies go really deep mm. in defined verticals where they can be successful. Mm -hmm. So we've tried to fine tune our focus in terms of where, where we'll go end to end in the transportation and logistics market. And in the other markets, we're gonna partner with some of these um, telematic service providers that I spoke about earlier. Mm -hmm. We've got great partners there as well. So it is, is exciting, as you mentioned, managing that ecosystem. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think it's clear and clearer to our customers and um, to our employees where we're gonna be focused. It, mm -hmm. it allows us to innovate. We've made some changes already uh, to exit a couple of non-strategic businesses um, and, and focus on where we think we can be more successful over time. Mm -hmm. That makes, makes complete sense. So as, as you think about entrepreneurs that like this, you know, intelligent device or even in your particular, you know, focus area of transportation and logistics, in any emerging technologies that you particularly, I mean, you mentioned the push to put more a capability at the edge for yeah. faster decision making. You know, any key technologies that you think, you know, people like me that are very entrepreneurial should be yeah. paying attention to and say, you know, th th these are going to be some of the, the, the core foundational things that will redefine uh, the industry in, in the coming years. Yeah, we're, we're really excited about this ION suite, um, which is our flagship transportation and logistics uh, platform. And some of the capabilities that it has today, we just won, um, an IOT evolution uh, award for um, the ION suite with its yeah. innovative capabilities. And two things in particular, uh, the, ION, um, the ION tag, which is the device that we can install. It's a very small device that has tons of use cases. But uh, if you think about transportation and logistics, it allows us to track um, products from the time they get put on the uh, trailer to the, they get offloaded to they go to their uh, end point in terms of the customer and provide a lot more um, information, like everything from crash detection to uh, temperature control. Uh, it just manage, it allows our customers to manage their supply chain a lot better. Uh, so that's, that's one, the iPad we're really excited about. And I think we're quite a leader in that regard. And then Ion Vision, which is the, capability, the camera capabilities, not mm. only for the drivers, but other smart intelligence that will allow carriers to understand um, you know, how full their trailer is or mm. how full their truck is so that they can make decisions to all, uh, optimize their revenue to manage their fleets well. 
Um, so those are bo both those products are edge technologies mm -hmm. that um, operate at the edge. And that's going to be part of what we see as the future, where, where the, our industry is going to move from cloud computing, which was a big innovation, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. Cloud computing has uh, enabled great insights today. But as I said earlier, it's only a small percentage of the capability. And if we move to the edge, which will be even more uh, rich information, uh, we can be a real leader. And um, as I said, we're trying to get really focused on transportation and logistics get as many of our developers focused on that space so that we can be way out in front of our customers because mm -hmm. there it's important to listen to customers, but also as an industry leader, you, you need to be telling them where they need to go, telling the capabilities that they have. Mm -hmm. So that's really what our engineering team is focused on. We've got a new uh, product leader that we hired as well um, that's helping drive that uh, process for us. Very good. Well, thank you for, thank you for sharing some of that. That's, uh, I think that would be really uh, interesting to our audience for sure. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot a little bit. You know, I mentioned your, your recent uh, transplant here, Jeff. You know, as someone who's, who's coming in new, um, we, we continue to want to welcome more and more really um, exciting executives, entrepreneurs, and others here uh, into the community. What do you feel like as a community we could do better to sort of roll out that red carpet and, and help connect uh, folks like you into the community more quickly and effectively? Sure. I think, I think uh, well, this has been an interesting time. I, I, of course. I think yeah. Differently uh, at another time. But um, I really think we could gain a lot when you think about all the uh, cool companies here, the technology companies here, the CEOs of those companies could get together and, and brainstorm. Some, mm -hmm. some are competitive and I, I've been in industry groups with people that we compete against and there's still very good information to share. Sure. So sure. it helps the collective group. And I think um, getting our companies to kind of partner um, and discuss some of their own, what they're going through is, is mm -hmm. really useful and can um, allow us all to be better um, and, and allow us to attract more companies. And we need to tell the story about um, you know the capabilities that we have here in Orange County. Not only is it a great place to live, but you can attract incredibly talented people here. And uh, this this um, this uh, concentration of technology companies is very valuable. There's a lot mm -hmm. of software engineers out here that we're recruiting every day. Um, very talented sales professionals with um, like um, we just recruited Aram Diamond to uh, our chief revenue officer from Salesforce. Mm -hmm. What better um, opportunity could we have to get one of the leading software as a service company executives to help us join to drive software as a service? Mm -hmm. And same story with our product leader um, who we just attracted. And I just um, hired a gentleman that I've never met. I hired him end to end during the COVID crisis, mm -hmm. a gentleman named Nathan Laustutter, who's running our global supply chain. He's based in Pasadena, um, and it, it's just been great. And, and all that's been enabled, I think, by the area that we live in. I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm able to get this great talent. Yeah, it's funny. Um, there's a report uh, that I can send you that a couple of professors at Chapman put out several years ago you know, that was talking about kind of the, the state of Orange County, the jobs uh, economy here. And one of the really interesting insights from that was they polled people across the country about the area where they lived and other areas from a perception standpoint of 
appeal. And what came out of it is Orange County actually is what I would characterize as the best kept secret in the country. And that the people who are here recognize how <laughs> incredible it yeah. is, but we are not perceived uh, certainly outside the area as a place that has a tremendous amount of talent, a tremendous number of companies and opportunities. And so I always speculate, like, is it those of us who are here that don't want anybody else to know, or have we just not done a good job of really, you know, telling that story? I think we can do a better job. Um, yeah. So I'm, uh, I, I've just been amazed at, um, I'm on the board of a big semiconductor company, uh, Corvo that um, is based in Portland. And uh, when I moved here, I, 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 we've, we've got a big competitor in that space called Skyworks. And mm -hmm. yeah, just relocated their headquarters here. Yeah. I just relocated from Boston. So mm -hmm. I, I think that's a great story. That's an outstanding company, a leader in their space. So yeah, I think there's very good things happening. We, mm -hmm. we could probably tell the story better. Yes, I think, I, I think that's probably the, the key. So we're getting, we're getting down toward the end. You know, a couple things. As, as you think about, you know, the future of, of innovation, obviously you're in the middle of, or, or in the early stages of really transforming uh, a company that's been around, I think, since um, the 70s or 80s in CalAMP. You know, what, what is it that gives you, you know, hope and optimism about the future of, of innovation? Well, I mean, and I've, you're right, I've had a long career. What's amazing to me today, Carrie, is how quickly things change. Mm. And, um, the, uh, everybody wonders about what's going on with the stock market. How's it done so great? I think the machine learning and artificial intelligence, uh, if, if, you know, I was around like in 2000, um, I was in the wireless business in 2000. We went through the dot-com crisis and, um, you know, I saw all the growth in these companies just related to the internet and what a big mm -hmm. impact that had on the um, economy. Now I see it with machine learning and artificial intelligence. Things are changing so much faster. Uh, the the availability of information for so many uses is now there and you just see amazing things happen in very short times. That's a good thing mm -hmm. and it's a bad thing because you always have to be on your guard as a company. It's so much um, easier today for companies to come in, uh, unicorns with uh, disruption attitude to come in and um, innovate out on top of it. So if, if you're a, a CEO of a company like CalAMP, you know, you've really got to behave like an entrepreneur and a startup and uh, uh, really bring that kind of innovation to your company. Because I think sometimes older companies tend to sit back a little bit, mm -hmm. but things are happening very fast. And I, I think that's very exciting. Um, it's really why I took this job. I, mm -hmm. I think that we had, uh, we had great technology here. We just needed to get a little more focused, increase our cadence to really drive some big things in the industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, great. Sort of segue to, you know, for yourself, I mean, you, you've had, you know, some great other roles in other companies, as I highlighted earlier, uh, you know, the excitement of sort of transforming and, and building upon some great technology is a, a really exciting assignment, I'm sure. How do you keep yourself relevant and sharp and, and innovative in your, in your own personal development? Yeah, well, I always try to like, I'm a lifelong learner. So I read, mm -hmm. I read a ton. Um, I try to stay involved in, um, I'm on uh, another, uh, I'm on a couple of other boards that I, I stay involved with the entrepreneurs and leaders. Um, mm -hmm. 
uh, that's always helpful. I try to stay really connected with my personal network of uh, leaders and mentors that I've had throughout my career. So I mentioned to you earlier, I participate in the Enterprise uh, Roundtable, which is a group of software CEOs, just to really stay on top of things and, and mm -hmm. listen to people. I think that, um, and really, I guess as I become a, a more experienced CEO, I'm trying to draw less on experience and be more open-minded, mm. right? Because you can kind of fall back into habits. Mm -hmm. I started my career in the wireless business that, that was a business you really couldn't mess up. It mm. was uh, <laughs> early days of wireless, it was growing at 20%. You could really do, make some bad decisions and the business was gonna still grow at 20%. There are precious few of those today. Sure. And so you've gotta be a lot more um, thoughtful um, and uh, uh, smart about your strategy. So um, that's really what I'm trying to do. Just stay connected, listen a lot. Um, I've got a great board of directors um, that uh, we've tried to be really thoughtful about putting mm -hmm. together a board that can be really helpful. And they mm -hmm. help me stay connected. There are all sure. seven or eight of them that are, all have their personal networks mm -hmm. and I use them a lot. I talk mm -hmm. to almost all my directors every week, believe it or not, to, just to help. I have a uh, a lady who's the um, CFO of Medallia, a big software company. Sure. Who, mm -hmm. When I want to learn about software as a service, I call her and say, how, how are you guys paying people? Uh, we're trying mm -hmm. to get a commission plan here that's going to really drive um, the kind of growth that we want. What, what insights do you have uh, mm -hmm. from what you're doing at Medallia? And uh, another gentleman um, that's a technology CEO that is really um, mentoring a couple of my new executives here. Mm -hmm. So I mean, just taking advantage of all these um, opportunities, um, listening to people, learning from others' experience, and reading a lot, I think is mm -hmm. really important because things are changing very fast. Thank you. Well, great, great insights there. I mean, it, I, I'm curious your thought. I mean, you, you talk about your board. Do you see a major shift happening in the boardrooms across companies that either are, you know, innovating or need to kind of reinvent that they need to have a different makeup in their board who are maybe more comfortable with that pace of change? I've seen an amazing change in boards. I mean, I've been, I've been a, a CEO or CFO for well over 20 years and the change, the, the, the level of engagement from, you know, 20 years ago, I think a lot of boards were, you, you know, came to a meeting every three months, listened to a, CFO give a financial report, had a dinner, um, Salute and go on their way. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> Today, I mean, I can't tell you how we've got a meeting tomorrow, and they're very engaged. Like I've got to be buttoned up uh, mm -hmm. for these meetings, and um, it's challenging to have a group of people that involved. But that's what it's that's what um, is necessary in today's mm -hmm. environment. I think mm -hmm. here at Calamp, um, in terms of board diversity, and uh, we've really moved to. Um, refresh our board and bring in new talent. Uh, so I, I feel like that's been incredibly valuable to me in running the company. And I see a massive change, not just at CalAMP, but other boards that I'm on where the level of engagement is, uh, you know, double or triple what it was mm -hmm. maybe five or 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. That's, that's great to hear. I think, you know, especially um, somebody who is making public company investments, I think that's sort of the expectation that right. we should probably have if, if that, that uh, there is that level of, of involvement and, and engagement. So that's, that's very encouraging. So Jeff, we're, uh, we're coming up against time here, you know, final lap on the show. And one of the things I always ask my guests, you've shared a tremendous amount of, of wisdom and insight, but I always ask my guests to sort of share a key piece of advice or a lesson or something they've learned along the way. 
so you know I have a lot of um, business executives, whether they're you know startup founder CEOs or others that are you know executives and companies that are in the audience. What given you know all the change that we're in the middle of right now, what what's the biggest piece of advice you would have for them right now? Well, I think uh, for me, the uh, a big um, factor in my career has been I had a, a couple of really early mentors who really emphasize the importance of building relationships with people at all levels in the organization and having a love, level of engagement that's unique. So I think it's especially important in these times. Uh, with, with all the innovation and um, disruption going on, it's easy for a CEO to become consumed at, with board level matters and just spend most of their time with their executive leadership team. But what I find is really important, and I've tried to do this through COVID here, every two weeks I'm doing an all hands meeting, mm. just stay really engaged. Um, I like to call you know, a frontline salesperson or a frontline um, expediter who's kind of working directly with our mm -hmm. customers, customer service rep. Or last, last week, every week I'm doing something where I have a couple of these visits with people in the organization, deep in the organization to get insights and to listen to them. They have a lot of great ideas. So I think, uh, especially in these difficult times, Carrie, it's so important to stay connected with the team, uh, to build a winning culture. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, to me, that's what I really wanna do at CalAMP, to really convince the team here that we can win if we work together. Um, and to do that, I think I've gotta be in law, not just me, it's all of my executive mm -hmm. leadership mm -hmm. team. Be involved at, at, at deep in the organization and mm -hmm. just don't assume that everybody gets it. Just Sometimes you repeat like the strategy you were talking sure. about that earlier. It's very, very important. Um, Thursday this week, I'll have probably my uh, 10th all employee meeting and we mm -hmm. open it up on zoom to questions and about strategy or anything for the whole executive team. And that's been wonderful. So to me, that level of engagement is probably the, uh, uh, my biggest um, learning uh, that I've had in my career. That's what really can make a, an, an organization effective and, and increase the cadence. That's, that's such good advice. Such good advice. Uh, you know, I, as I was mentioning, you know, growing up uh, in a family business, I, yeah. I saw it firsthand from yeah. my father and my grandfather that, you know, going out into the yard and yeah. uh, having a conversation with, with those folks, it, it, everybody matters. And I think, you know, leading by example, like I'm sure you do, um, is so powerful. And, and particularly at a time when, when you're trying to drive a, a strategic change. You, you need to get buy-in from, from everyone. So great advice. Jeff, thank you so much. I mean, you've got a board meeting to, or a shareholder meeting tomorrow. You've got so much going on. I so appreciate you taking the time to, to join me on the show for sharing your, your perspective, your wisdom. Super excited to have you here in Orange County as well. And you know, wish you all the best with uh, all the great innovation and technology investment ahead at, at CalAMP. Um, best of luck in, the, in this yep. new role, and, and I look forward to tracking your progress and definitely hope yep. we can stay in touch. Yeah, I definitely love to stay in touch, and I appreciate everything you're doing for Orange County and for your interest in our company. Appreciate it. Well, we'll talk soon. Cheers. You've just listened to Accelerate OC. Join our live recordings every Tuesday morning at AccelerateOC.com or listen, like, and share anytime from your favorite podcast spot. Let's Accelerate OC together.